It's 11.59 on December 31st, 2019. I'm standing on the rooftop of the New York's Marriott Marquis Hotel waiting for this exciting moment with a whole bunch of other people. People from all around the world, Chinese, Italians, Japanese, Americans, you name it, they were there. We were all standing there waiting for the same event, New Year's Eve countdown. Some of us were excited, some were trying to find the best angle for pictures, some others were in love, and some having trouble breathing with the crazy amount of people there was. This was one of the most exciting moments in my life. Ever since I was little, I dreamt of spending a New Year's Eve countdown in New York City. I was willing to leave every second of this experience the right way. And what is the right way, you might be wondering. For me, the right way was being there being 100% there. Personally, I've always been a person that loves capturing moments in video, but this time I decided to make it different. I decided I wasn't capturing the moment with my phone or my camera. I was capturing it with my own eyes. I am Jimena Garcia. I am Maria Sofia Baracaldo. I am Maria Sofia Marcos, and you're listening to The Trunk of Memories. Episode 1. The art of keeping memories in our minds and not on our phones. Hi girls, how have you been? Good. Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Good too, but sick of quarantine. Same here. So, to start the topic, have you ever been to a concert? Yes, oh my god, good memories. My first concert was here in Monterey and I was going to see the Jonas Brothers. OMG, I love that band. Too bad they separated, but they joined again two years ago. How about you, Jimena? Yeah, I've been to plenty of concerts. Yeah, and how was the experience? I actually love concerts. I love the environment and the energy and how everyone is so excited to see an artist they like perform live. Yes, I agree with that. But I don't know about you, but the only thing I see at concerts is people in their phones recording the whole thing. Well, yeah, that's like pretty usual to see in a concert. We've done it so many times. Yeah, I agree. But it's not something we just do at concerts. Come on, we've all gotten our smartphones out to film or take a picture of a beautiful sunset, a famous restaurant dish, or even capturing a picture of the most famous places around the world. Yes, I think we have all done that. But why exactly do we do this? It's simple. We do this to prevent us forgetting what happened because we want to have a clear memory of what we live. Yes. And also, we do that for us to keep on with the trends of taking pictures to fit in a social media society in which we are in. However, are we wasting our lives just filming or taking pictures instead of enjoying what is happening around us? Yeah, I actually saw recent research by a psychology professor at Fairfield University called Linda Henkel, and she suggested that taking pictures can actually impair the ability to later recall the details of the events. 
I saw it too. Yeah, in the study she did back in 2014, her students were led to a museum tour and asked to take photos of some work of art and only observe others. The next day they were tested and the students were less able to remember the objects they had photographed. I think this is what Henko refers to as a photo taking impression effect. She said, what I think is going on is that we treat the camera as a sort of external memory device. We have this expectation that the camera is going to remember things for us. So we don't have to continue processing that object and we don't engage in the types of things that will help us remember it. True, she added that even if by taking photos, we impart our memory in the short term, having those photos in the first place will help trigger us to remember things later down the line. I agree with you girls. These days, people will make a video about anything and everything. However, sometimes I believe that people reveal too much in their videos. You know, like people will put all their business in a video online. Yeah, I agree. Um, as I mentioned before, I've always been a person that films everything, like <laughs> everything. And I was kind of forgetting to live the moment. But lately, I've been trying to have my own eyes capturing moments instead of my phone, you know? I mean, of course, once in a while I take out my phone and film this and that, but not as much as I used to. And I also realized that nowadays it feels like as if we're being watched 24-7. We have to be careful with everything we do because we never know when we're being filmed. There are video cameras on every street and every business just watching silently. And well, of course, in terms of security, this can be really helpful, but looking more deeply, it can be sort of creepy to think that we're being watched all the time. Yeah, this, for some, might be a problem because they feel that their rights to privacy are being in danger. Michael Gunter talks about the advantages of technology in this article and says that thanks to advances in miniaturization and cheap digital storage, Tiny cameras are moving onto houses, people, and nature. Even everything is being filmed, from nannies and sleeping babies to vandalism flags, parking lots, to fireplaces, awaiting Santa Claus. People's rights to privacy are something that shouldn't be taken lightly. And if anyone is uncomfortable with being filmed all the time, then they have a right to complain. What needs to be understood, God, is that, as Jimena said, most of these cameras are put into place for security purposes. These cameras can help catch a criminal, find someone, and more. I don't know about you, but I love that we're discussing the topic. Like, there's many, there are many angles to get onto, and since we're thrilled about it, we decided to talk to Mr. Hernan Marcos, marketing director, for us to have a further detail of what it was like to live in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and even the early 20s without the use of social media and high technology devices. Hi, Hernan. So first of all, thank you for being here. How are you, how's quarantine treated you so far? Hi, girls. Uh, I hope everybody is uh, doing well. Well, you know, these are very different times, very unique and also very odd. But if you know uh, how to use your time wisely, I think you can get a lot of benefits out of it. So I'm doing fine, basically. That's nice, I'm glad to hear that. So first of all, for this interview, I would like to give you a quick recap. 
So we have been talking about the evolution in technology and how social media, filming videos and taking pictures is having either something positive or negatives in our lives. So for the first question, I would like to know how it felt like being a teenager back in the early 80s, where you lived without all the technology advances we have nowadays. Okay, uh, you know, that's a very interesting question. Uh, living in the 80s without all of this technology we have right now was pretty amazing, really. Uh, we used to do a lot of things, but very different than today. For example, when we met with our friends, we didn't have cell phones, we didn't have computers, tablets. Uh, we didn't have, obviously, social media like Facebook, Instagram, or whatever, you know. So what we did was just to talk face-to-face. No personal contact, interaction, human interaction. When we wanted to call someone, we just pick up the phone and dial his number and we spend hours and hours in the phone. If you wanted to play with your friends, you walk or you grab your bike or ride your bike, walk to your friend's house, knock on the door or meet them at the park. So life was pretty much easier and that was a good thing. How would you consider that social media has affected your life? Well, uh, disadvantages of social media are that basically, and for me, most important, that relations have turned very impersonal. For example, now you enter a restaurant and you can see on most of the table, group of people, families, group of friends, but most of them are with the cell phones in their hands, cell phones on the side, just expecting to see who's inside, but not outside in front of you. It's, it's really sad because people right now doesn't uh, pay that much attention when they have someone face to face. They're uh, constantly picking up the phone and chatting. So uh, it, just to put it on social media. So. Even a couple, you know, can stop the relationship via chat. You just send a cold message, that's it, that's over, and that's pretty sad, you know. If you have the chance to see the serious friends, I'm seeing it right now for the first time, that was a very famous in the 80s. You will see that uh, they all gather in a cafeteria, well, the, the, the first season, you know, they didn't have phones, so, they all gather in a cafeteria in New York called Central Park. And uh, this first season, they didn't have cell phones, not even tablets, you know, only have a beeper. So what they did was to talk face-to-face -face all the time, laughing and having a great time. That was really great. Everybody listened to the person talking. So I think these are, uh, uh, you know, terrible disadvantages of uh, uh, not knowing how to use or exceeding the, the use of social media or, or technology, okay? Well, we couldn't relate that much to you, but we feel you and we're happy that you had a really good time at the 80s when you were a teenager. So for that, I would like to ask, ask you another question. So how would you consider that filming or taking pictures of everything is affecting the way we live now? Okay, yes, I do. I do uh, agree that it's affecting, or I think that it's affecting the ways we do uh, the things now. 
although it's very nice to have the ability to capture every moment, what you are really doing is to stop living the moment. Just look around in a concert. Almost everybody is watching the show through the screen on their cell phones. For me, that's far from enjoying real life. You know, a couple of months ago, I went to a concert with my son, Hernan, and uh, we were uh, uh, watching this concert from the Eagles, and I was trying to record all uh, the songs, and my son told me, okay, stop it. You're just not enjoying the show. When are you going to see <laughs> after? So, so I stopped doing it, and you know, just enjoy the show, and that's it. I think that's that's what we have to do. You you know, balance in everything. You you can take a couple of pictures, a couple of videos, but that's it. You cannot just go immersed on on uh, and doing everything online. Yes, of course. And do you think teenagers excessively rely on their phones to remember things or memories of the past? Okay, uh, they should, as I mentioned in the past uh, question, you spend most of the time of the real life, uh, most of the time of their real lives behind the screen, expecting to capture a moment to remember or to upload to your social media. But the real truth behind this is that probably most probably you're going to watch it one or two times later in life. But meanwhile, your real life moment was lost forever. So you can, as, as I said uh, before, you can have a balance uh, between that. You can, you can rely on sometimes depending the occasion, but uh, you can uh, take some memories with you, but don't stop enjoying the moment never stop enjoying the moment that's what i can that's what i think so should our generations be worried about filming everything and depending on it to remember stuff uh not really uh as i say it's very complicated to depend on that okay uh you can grab some moments definitely you can grab some moments uh but really you're not going to uh, see them that much later so if you not enjoy the moment uh, you're just going to let it slip away from you so basically for me balance is important you know you can do some digital and some in your mind that's it you're totally right, Hernan. Yes. We should always have a balance in our lives. And it's really a coincidence that we just talked and gave an example of a concert and you just gave us the example of the concert with your son that you went to see the Eagles. But um, overall, thank you for coming here. We're really happy that you spent some time with us and we really appreciate it. No, it was a real pleasure. I hope to be again another occasion with you. Okay, have a great day and continue with your what whatever you're doing. <laughs> Thank you, Renan. Bye. Have a nice quarantine. Well, that was a nice interview. Yeah, learning a new perspective of someone can give us a different point of view. That's why it is always helpful to know. Okay, okay, okay. So to continue with our discussion. 
While I was doing some research, I found out that it has been confirmed that the primary role of photography has shifted from commemorating special moments and remembering family life to a way of communication to our close ones, forming our own identity and forming special bonds. Yes, I've actually realized that while older adults have adopted digital cameras as a memory tool, younger generations tend to use them as a way of communicating on social media. And I mean, it's not bad, but for example, we've all seen old videos or pictures of ourselves or our parents when they were young, and no matter the quality, they are treasured. And what worries me is that this might not be the same for millennials or future generations. So we seem obsessed with the idea of filming everything, and I feel like all the videos will be too much and quantity will end up killing the quality. Matthew Killingsworth, a doctoral student in psychology and lead author of the study said, human beings have the unique ability to focus on things that aren't happening right now. That allows them to reflect on the past and learn from it. It allows them to anticipate and plan for the future. And it allows them to imagine things that might never occur. So in other words, he said that digital cameras may not change the way we take pictures, but we may have even changed the way we remember the experiences we record thanks to social media. Yeah, of course. Um, actually, Kimberly Wade, an associate professor of psychology at the University of Warwick, who studied uh, false memories, said, and I quote, we know memories are reconstructive. It's certainly possible that we are reconstructing our memories to make them more in line with photos that we are taking or with photos that others take and show to us. I know who she is. She also said, if someone shows you a photo that you didn't take, it may show a part of an event that you were at, but you don't remember. And maybe that does become your memory. You may no longer know if the photo is something that you actually saw at the event. Oh, wow. Okay, so um, to wrap up, how often should we take photos or film? Unless it's your job as a professional. <laughs> so um, I would suggest limiting the number of photos we take to, to yourself or everything and just take pictures of some moments that happened in your life. This way, we will be able to appreciate every little moment around our loved ones and for you not to not be as addicted to uploading every single video or picture you take to that may occur every mo every minute. I agree with you, Jimena. Henko once said, if you are on a vacation and enjoying some beautiful sight, take a couple of pictures and put the camera away and enjoy the sight. Later, go through them, organize them, print them out, and take the time to remind with other people. Those are all things that help keep memories alive. Wow! That's the greatest tip someone could ever have. I love talking about this topic, but I believe the time is almost over. However, we don't have to be that sad. We will see you next week to talk about animal deforestation. Thanks for listening. I am Maria Sofia Baracaldo. I'm Maria Sofia Marcos. I am Jimena Garcia, and this was The Trunk of Memories. See you later, alligator. Oh, I know this one. In a while, a crocodile. <laughs> <laughs>